what have you been up to alessia this oh past because i know you've done something that it's not in, it's on your usual like uh agenda of things to do chemical x what's up guys welcome back to the chemical x podcast it's your girl veronica and your other girl alessia and as usual guys don't forget to like subscribe comment please leave a comment leave a comment down below let us know what you like give us your feedback let us know what you think about this episode and leave us five stars on all our platforms you know it's kind of shady over here can't see you very well <clears throat> because we are wearing our new merch so guys we started merch and it's going to be launching on wednesday so if you're listening to this on monday you have two more days before it's released we worked really really hard on these and they're super cute they're distressed trucker caps and we also have a baseball cap and you know on the back here we have the chemical x club because you know that's what you're a part of if you're listening right now absolutely and we have the 100 percent on the side because how could we not veronica show yours because it's on that well side. remember when alessia used to tell me stop saying 100 percent, veronica like it's too much now and look at that now it's and a here motto we on the are here we are it's the motto haters crazy they're your greatest motivators this was all done by us there was no third party in the making of these i mean there was but like in terms of cut, this, cut and sew was third party <laughs> cut and sew was third party but for the most part this has been all our doings we wanted to make sure that the caps looked expensive that they were distressed mm. and i mean guys if barely rich almost famous doesn't say this podcast then you can just get off i mean as you know guys we're always talking about trying to make it trying to hustle and it just always seems like we're like we're just almost there but we're just not actually quite there yet and that's what these hats represent you know just kind of the journey the struggle and like alessia said we've been wanting to start merch for a long time but we were really picky on how we wanted to do it and we wanted to do something that was like really well done and something and that people would actually want yeah something that people would actually want to wear i'm personally somebody that you know i don't believe in just like making money just to make money yeah. and like i want to put out like everything that i do put out i want it to be something that i'm really proud of and that's why it kind of took us a while to come around with merch but we put really our heart and soul into it no and pun intended guys there's literally a heart on our cap we didn't just slap a logo onto like a fucking two dollar hat so it's amazing quality it's distressed it's vintage it's a vibe and yeah and your support means everything i think these hats mean more than just an actual hat it's just like you guys watching us listening and supporting for three years and i think the reality is behind this is like no matter how you know like it's barely rich almost famous it just feels like no matter how rich you are no matter how famous you are you still just feel like you're not famous or rich enough so it's just kind of that idea that it's like you, you're never gonna hit it but you just gotta enjoy it while you're there and you also know? they're just cute as fuck like your color right now is such a nice green it's giving like rich rolex color we found a nice green a good old classic black and a nice baseball cap yeah so guys don't forget to check out the launch day on wednesday march 15th i don't know what time we will be releasing but stay tuned on our instagram to be the first to find out okay so let's get into this week's episode hold on first cheers cheers we literally are launching our merch on wednesday that's crazy so what have you been up to alessia this oh past because i know you've done something that 
it's not in your na- it's not in, it's on your usual like uh agenda of things to do you know, I know it's, but it's, it's a little different thankfully i have a very mature friend so i am kind of maturing right no I'm, am i the mature friend yeah i think so yeah okay. or you think you are and well, i'm, I'm just falling into the whole scheme yeah you're getting swindled into me being mature this weekend i was actually talking to a guy and he lived in toronto and he wanted to visit me which is crazy seeing as you know you're the fly out girl you're miss fly out universe god you really give me a bad name i mean you're changing you became fly in you're stay at home girl now <laughs> you're flying them in you're flying the boys in jesus this podcast really took off i'm a sugar mama now well actually let's be real he drove in <laughs> Kind of was just like, you know what? I'm not flying to see any guys anymore. So, so guys, I just if you're here for the flyout stories, just unsubscribe now because <laughs> Alessia, she's no more flyouts. And I listen, I retired. So <laughs> that's it. That's it from here. I know you're here for the flyout stories, but it's done. It's done now. Please, it want it takes one trip to St. Bart's and I'm on my way. <laughs> it takes one. Hey, what are you doing next weekend? Uh, I have an extra ticket to uh, Turks and Caicos, and you're like suddenly, I'm. I'm mature, but I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not dumb. I know a good time when I could see it. Jesus, see like my cap says, barely rich, almost famous. I better start living the life like I am. So he, this, I basically just ran the idea by him. I'm like, hey, you should come to Montreal this weekend. Mm. But when saying that, I was like, there's no way he's going to actually come. Right. And he was like, okay. And I was like, whoa. As a girl, you know that feeling. When you say something, you don't really fully mean it. Mm. But now you're too deep to go back. Right. So he was like, okay. So then he had FaceTimed me. But and you know what's crazy? We always say we like a guy who's spontaneous, who does what he says he's going to do, who's going to jump on an opportunity. But then they jump and you're like, excuse me, don't jump too hard. This isn't part of the uh, the plan. You're yeah. supposed to say no. You're supposed to make me want you a little bit more. Right. We're supposed to go back and forth. Right. It's supposed to be like the guy I was supposed to date but never dated. Right. So I love to wear a lot of rings and today I was packing all my rings and I noticed that I put, you know, as usual, rich bitch because you got to let him know, right, that you have to owe money on your credit card. I mean, yeah, or you can just be manifesting. Right. And then the other ring I put on without even looking is bitch too. So like, what what's going on here? Am I bitch number? Am I a rich bitch? Am I at the top or am I bitch number two in somebody's shadow? Bitch two could never be a rich bitch. Well, you that's gotta, why rich bitches on my right You gotta right be hand. a little bit of a bitch to get to the top, Veronica. So you might want to switch that ring to bitch number one. So that I can be rich bitch number one. That's right. Right. And if you also want to be rich bitch number one, you should check out Every Jewels because they have literally all the nicest jewelry that you could find. I'm wearing the angel number 777, which actually growing up seven was always my favorite number. When I used to play soccer on my jersey, it was seven. So I'm not saying, Veronica, this necklace belongs to me, but... This necklace was made for me and I'm wearing it doubled guys. When you stack them up, it's just nicer. So guys use our discount code chemical X at checkout to receive 20% off anything on their website. You want a phone case, you want a cute t-shirt, you want some cute socks that say fuck off. They have everything chemical X at checkout for 20% off at everyjewels.com. So he we're on FaceTime and he's like, you know, like I don't know Montreal that well. So you know, I've come down, but I feel like you know the good restaurant spots. So if it were anywhere else, I would do the reservations. But I feel like you know Montreal better. So why don't you book the restaurants? So already there, I was like, well, how big is my dick and is it circumcised? Mm. I've never in my life was this girl. And right. I never had to think about, hmm, 
what do people in Montreal want to do? Well, what I'm confused about is like, I totally understand his thing of like, I don't know what's good. And like, I don't want to bring you to a place that you're like, what the fuck? But ask me for a list. Like, I'll tell you the 10 hotspots in Montreal. You make the reservation. So though. that's what I was feeling like. I'm like, there's so many ways to go about this. Mm-hmm. You could literally be like, send me a couple of your top places and I'll book a couple of restaurants. I stay in my feminine energy. You're still surprised because you don't know what he's I'm choosing. I'm still surprised. I don't know what he's choosing. And he can still dominate. Right. Which is what I like. Okay? Right. But no. <laughs> I had to start booking reservations. And now you're never going to book a reservation where you feel like, you know, they're your top spots where you normally go. Because then you're saying hi to Joe and Nick. And I didn't want to do that. So I tried a new spot Join that me. I never went to also, which is really risky if you ask me. I never would have done that in my whole life. But... You know what? Because I don't know yet if you are deserving of going to a place where I'm going to have to bump into people and explain to them who you are. Right. So I rather we share this experience of a new spot. If it's bad, we laugh together. If it's good, then wow, we have a memory together. And I feel like it's easier to make a mistake as a girl. You know, it's like, I don't usually do this. Like I don't know what to choose. So he basically drives down, which I had a little bit of the ick about. And I know we went back and forth, but I was just like, you have that much time on your Friday to drive six hours. Like, just fly in. You know? Like, for me, I'm just, like, it's a bit, like, why are you driving? Like, I understand girls, mm-hmm. why we would drive, but, like, why are you driving? Like, just take a flight. I so, mean, already there, I'm, like, is he a stingy one? Because I don't fuck with guys who are, like, I'm going to drive. Right. Okay. I'll I'd rather, you- rather him just, these are little things, you know? Anyway, so he drives, whatever. I look past that. Mm-hmm. He gets there. He stays at a nice hotel. So I'm like, okay, it's balancing out a little bit. Also, he had asked me for like hotel recommendations, but then didn't take any of the recommendations I gave him, which I find annoying. It's like, don't yeah. ask me then if you're going to do your own thing. Right. Whatever. So the first, so then the day before he arrives, he goes, hey, like, are we doing drinks before? I just always felt like I was like, I'm booking the reservations. He's always asking me as if like he's a follower and not just being like, okay, well, I know we're going here. So can we do drinks here? Like Mm -hmm. do your research. Like I'm the girl. Like, come on. I know you're coming to my city, but like, fuck, do you want me to pay the fucking dinner too? Mm. Anyway, so then I asked my friend who had recommended the restaurant. I was like, what's around there? Because I got to do drinks with him too, (laughs) which I'm fine with the drinks before I think. Yeah. You loosen up a little bit more, whatever. So basically, I had chose another drinking spot that I've never been to. Anyway, turns out it was so bumping. He had got there before me, and there was a lineup of like 15 people before. So when I got there, he was still in line. So that's how we met. Oh, my God. So I was just like, this is a mess. Now we get out of the bar, and it's like, hi, how are you? It's cold outside. My eyes are tearing. I'm just like, sorry, I didn't realize it was going to be so packed. So we just go into this random spot that has two people. It's literally crickets in there. Oh, so you didn't go into the place with the line? No. Okay, okay, okay. It was too packed. So basically, it it started off a little rusty. A little rusty. But whatever. I didn't really care, honestly. Yeah. Um, Very good looking. Um, 6'1", which we loved. Mm -hmm. Physically, um, my type, for sure. Yeah. And then... Okay, so on text, before he met me, he said, I have gossip for you. Like, I have something to tell you. And I was just like, I have so much anxiety about this because now I'm like, what is it regarding? Is it like his ex-girlfriend watches the podcast? But there's it's so also, many ways this could go. But it's also like, 
what do we haven't been talking long enough for there to be even gossip that you would need to tell me exactly you know? like you have to meet me first we have to create that bond and then it's like okay we can open that can of worms but right how is there gossip because we facetimed once and been texting for three days yeah you know what i mean so that was a bit weird to me for sure and did he say what the topic of the goss was well you know me you can't drop a bomb like that and i'm not gonna try and dig for more yeah. i was like what's this regarding What's he goes an ex i go my ex or yours like i'm having anxiety you know he's like my ex i just put a red flag he's like no 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 it's not what you think so now we go at the bar where you know there's two people and you can hear crickets and I, guys i i'm not gonna lie i dove right in well we i didn't even get right our in. first dirty martini and i was like so i would have asked him in line at the first place <laughs> Excuse hey me, what's your name no hey how are you and what's the gossip <laughs> what's the 411 veronica that's kind of why I went on the first date. Well, I got no ditch. choice. You can't ditch after See that. See what he was doing there. He left you on a cliffhanger. He he would have gotten me, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, so he goes, wow, we're really just diving in. I'm like, well, you tell me like you tell me something like that on text. Like, what do you expect? Mm. So he goes, I just found out my ex is pregnant. And I'm just like, wow. So he's been in a relationship for five and a half years. So he's clearly rusty at this whole like dating thing. No, unexcusable it's unexcusable for me the way i am on a date is i'll never be like what the fuck like why are you talking to me about this so i just became a therapist and i was like and how does that make you feel <laughs> i did the whole like oh you basically wow. said i actually have my mics they're uh, not too far away of a drive if you want to just pop on like i just basically acted like it was completely normal but in my mind i was just like i would never share this information first of all you're showing you're still in contact with your ex second of all why is your ex reaching out when she's dating a new guy she's having a new baby and she's having that, a baby why is that gossip that's relevant to you like why like, do you, you not think, have a friend to talk about that like with? why do you think i would care that's really weird and then after that drink we ended up going to the restaurant and he hands me the menu and i was just like i booked the reservation i booked the drinking spot i know we didn't go there but like <sighs> like make me feel like a man one more time i'm gonna yell yeah like i'm literally gonna cry inside yeah so i kindly gave him back the menu and i'm like i don't care pick whatever you want he's like yeah but i know but like there's like fagua and like really things that i want to know if you like and i was like so when the waitress comes like we'll just go over we'll ask her what the specials is like the fact that i have to be yeah. saying this though i'm just like i'm just like it's, it's just not gonna work like yeah. it's not gonna work and so he's going over the menu with the waitress and he's like okay so we'll do the the crudo and we'll do the tartar and then he looks at me and he's like do you like potatoes and i'm like i love potatoes yeah i love men i think men are the coolest <laughs> and then he goes actually no we won't do the potatoes we'll do that instead thank you and closes it and i was just like what does it take to add potatoes to the menu yeah whatever we order no matter how big or small it is just add potatoes you ask the lady if she wants it just order them why yeah. would you disregard what i said after asking me and then not order them like so for me that was another red flag i was just like clearly i can see how this would be like in a relationship we would start fighting about being stingy on not ordering things at the menu and like i'm gonna be honest like i never had this problem with my ex-boyfriend like we would order the menu it would always be like really fun mm -hmm. easy um i know he was a foodie but either way i think guys if you're listening please listen to a girl yeah okay if she says she wants something like we don't forget that shit so that turned me off also yeah and then when we 
we're ordering martinis and whatever we were vibing and that's my problem I think it's that I made the best out of a situation like I still had a lot of fun yeah for the circumstances mm -hmm. in my mind I knew I wasn't seeing this guy again but I didn't want to give him the vibe that I wasn't going to see him again or that we were having a bad time because like at the end of the day it's not like he was the worst guy or like it was the worst time no. it's just like you already know this is not the person you want to date and like that's what you're looking for so like but you're already there so you're not gonna make it a miserable time you're not gonna leave like what choice do you have but to make it like still fun well that's obviously. what I, that's what i mean and like we were ordering dirty martinis and he was fun with that and like mm -hmm. he was ordering and then he had went to the washroom and the waitress had come so i was like okay so two we'll take a another round of dirty martinis he comes out of the bathroom and he's like oh i was gonna have an espresso martini it's like okay so order another espresso martini like why are we making a big deal out of this? Mm -hmm. Like, what? You're very, like, calculated on what you want on the menu? Like, you already drove from Toronto. Like, are you seriously, like, scared to have a bill of $300? Like, I don't know. These little things, they really, like, irk me and turn me off. So, yeah. And then he never asked me if I wanted dessert. He never asked me if I was still hungry. By the way, we didn't order enough things. I was still hungry. And uh, I had ordered at a point. I was just like, I'm still hungry. I'm just going to order another thing. Yeah. And I just didn't even ask him. And I ordered another thing. He never asked me if I wanted dessert. Anyway, whatever. We had a finished dinner and went in, in that restaurant. There was like a little speakeasy. We went. We had more drinks. And then he was like, so are you going to come to my hotel now? And I was like, no. And then he was like, well, are you not coming over because like of a rule and because you know we like just met and i was like no i just don't want to come over and he's like a bit like fighting me on it yeah like nicely but still like you know i came here to see you i'm only here for a couple days i want to kind of like maximize my time with you but i was like i'm not sleeping with you like i'm i don't feel comfortable coming through and he's like no we don't have to have sex like i just want to cuddle and it's like for what it's like i'm gonna come to cuddle. do what and it's just like, no, so whatever. We made out a little bit during the night and then I had left. He never said like, how are you getting home? Are you driving? Are you Ubering? Like, that's another thing. Yeah. He did call me when I got home and he's like, hey, are you home okay? And I was like, yeah. And then I woke up the next morning, Veronica, and I was just like, he's here all weekend and I don't even think I could fake it. Yeah. And he's so good looking, but it's crazy how looks have nothing to do with it anymore. Like, I mean, looks don't have to do with it, but I just... I mean, obviously, like, you want to be physically attracted to somebody, but I but think I, when they're lacking... But I kind lacking, of am, and, like, I think it's just really diminished the second, like, you didn't order my fucking potatoes, you didn't ask me if I wanted dessert, you didn't check up on me to see for my Uber, like, just little things. Mm -hmm. Um, You've kind of a little bit, like, pressured me to come to your hotel. That's something that I really don't like, is, like, if you don't respect my decision automatically, I have a bad vibe mm -hmm. on you. Like if you're like pressuring me or like persuading me to do something. And I, I especially don't like that. He said like, oh, is this because like a rule you set for yourself? Because it's like, no. And even if it was like, what's like what you're going to try and tell me like, oh, no, like what you're like going to judge yourself. Like, it's just like, no, like if I have mm -hmm. this rule for myself or if even if I just don't want to, like you don't have a say in that. Like you don't get to persuade me into doing mm -hmm. this because you feel like you know i just yeah. i don't know for me that that oh for my me god is like the biggest red flag yeah for sure i mean the x thing there's a couple yeah um so then the next day i woke up and i had so much anxiety because i'm like i obviously i'm not a demon i feel really bad because he has no idea how i'm feeling and i don't know how to go about this and then he texted me saying hey i'm up and like i started having pop heart palpitations i'm like what do i do and suddenly i felt 
like the guy in New York City who ditched me. <laughs> I was like, I'm about well, to do. You had to get your revenge on a poor victim. That- no, I just like I was like, wow, if that's how he felt about me, like I get it. But you know what, though, like it's hard because obviously, like you said, you made it fun. And like under his impression, like he had the best time because that's what anyone's going to do. They're going to make it seem like it's so fun because obviously you didn't have the worst time, but you were able to recognize the things that you didn't like. And in your eyes, you're like, okay, well, this is not working out for me. Even though he wasn't a bad guy, it wasn't a bad time. Like it was still a good time. But like in his eyes, he's like, oh, we had a good time because he's not seeing like the little things that bothered you. Right. Because I'm so, not mentioning them. Yeah. So the next morning comes and I'm actually going to read the message. Why not? But I'm kind of like you in the sense where if I feel a certain way, it's really, really hard for me to fake it. Like I'm really not good at pretending that I want to be somewhere or like being with somebody that I'm not interested in because it's just going to come off in the way that I'm acting. Like I'm going to come off like just cold and like I don't want to be there. So it's like, you know, I also think, you know, I'm at an age where it's like my energy is super important and I don't want to waste it on just anyone to fake something that I know will never be a thing. Then yeah, what, like, no. So I'm taking the mature route and I wrote, sorry, just woke up having a slow morning. I'm happy we got to know each other last night, but I'm if I'm being honest, I wasn't feeling the vibe as much as I was hoping for. I know you came all this way to meet me, but I don't want to waste our time and pursue something that I know isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Want to talk one sec? Question mark. I'm he like, wrote that to you. He wrote that to me. Right. And then I'm having anxiety because I'm like, I just told you how I feel. Don't make me reject you on the phone. Yeah. And then he starts calling me, guys, and I'm not answering the phone. And I'm like, I know I'm so immature right now, but like, like you said, I kind of sold him the dream. So I don't want to get on a call because then it, he's feeling blindsided. So then I have to explain that. I have to basically deny him again. Yes, but I also feel like, and I get like how you were feeling, but I I also feel like you in a way had to do that. Like you in a way owed it to him because he is blindsided and like he's kind of the one like in the shit end of the situation. So like obviously it's shit to have to do that, but I probably would have just called him and like done the thing because it's like, like as much as like we like you're doing the looking out for yourself and not seeing him, then you also kind of have to like worry on someone else's like end and be like, okay, well, how do they feel about this? You know what I mean? So that's my only place where I would be like, maybe I would have answered him yeah. and spoken to but him. But I think because there was no red flags that I showed, like there was nothing that I can like. What do I want me to get on the? You want me to get on the phone and be like, you didn't order me potatoes. You spoke about yeah. your ex boyfriend. You never asked me if I wanted dessert. Like these are things that you either have or you don't, and it's not for me to change who you are. Yeah, because you're not as giving. I don't know. Like I mean, I don't think that you have to go out and say that. I think sometimes people, when people are in that situation, they're just like seeking any sort of reason. Okay, what would you say? I mean, I think it's just, it depends why he would be calling you, but I would essentially well, reiterate what know, you said. So he wrote, give me a ring if that's the case. Completely fair and all good, of course. But this feels more like a, more of a sabotage unless I'm going crazy. So he's going crazy. A self-sabotage? Yeah, but he didn't put self-sabotage, but that's what he meant. Right. Unless I'm going crazy. Thought we had a great time together. I'm going to head out soon. So it would be great if you have a if you give me a call. So these are kind of going in increments right. of 10 minutes. He's calling me. I'm not answering. And I just was like, I don't have it in me to pick up the phone and like reject him on the phone. Like for right. me, I just like, I can't, I just can't do I it. I think for him, it wasn't about the rejection. He just needed like he more to know of a up. concrete reason. 
and obviously like there's not much you could have told him more i think it was just about giving him that like sense of he like drove, closure he drove right? six hours i get yeah. it um but i just what like bothered me about what he said is saying like oh like you're sabotaging it which i get it when you're in that position you're trying to like find any reason like oh she must be like self-sabotaging because it was so fun but it's yeah. also like hey like if i'm being honest with you and saying like hey like i don't think it's gonna work out like also don't put it on me don't be like well it's it's you who's doing and this. also i could see myself self-sabotaging a little bit but it would never happen date two yeah like, it'd be when we were like dating and then i'm like oh i'm having like cold feet or, or something yeah. like that right it would never happen on a second day you when don't i'm self-sabotage i don't self-sabotage when i'm trying to make somebody my husband yeah no you know what i mean but on a first date there's no no they, people just don't self-sabotage in that um, way um and anyway so i just said don't want to be room there's not much to say i'm sorry he goes nothing to be sorry about if you don't want to chat all good i just find it hard to believe and i'm just like yesterday was fun there's just certain things that i found weren't weren't a, a fit but i wish you all the best and he was like polite about it i yeah. just was like which is fair like he could have responded worse so, so it's yeah. like good that he was responding well and like i still think you did give him like in the end like some kind of like look it just didn't work out like i think that's just the thing when you're in that situation mm -hmm. on your like as the person being rejected in a sense you're just kind of like what's wrong with me like can you give me what i did wrong like yeah. he has no idea and it's like not necessarily like anything wrong with him it's just things that didn't fit with you so it's like hard to explain that to somebody because it's going to be like, oh, this is what's wrong with you. But it's like, OK, well, yeah, he's going to think I'm two faced. I think it's also in these situations, you have to think about it on their perspective. Sure. And you ish being there at a point, it's like you really yeah. have this desperation to know. And when somebody gives you an answer that doesn't feel like like I remember what you know, what your whole thing with the New York guy, it's like he gave you an excuse, but like you didn't feel like it was real. And you were kind of searching for more. And you're like, oh, like mm -hmm. it feels fake. But it's like even with your answer for him, he probably felt the same way. Like it feels like an excuse. It feels like there's something more. So, yeah. So that's the thing. I literally told him yeah. how I felt, which is I thought the more mature route. Which it but is. But next time I realize what I'm going to do. No, I mean, I think it, it was. Sorry, my dog died. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. Welcome to Hip Hop Trivia, sponsored by Metro Metro, which is the best urban music festival in Montreal. So I'm going to ask you some questions about the headliners at Metro Metro Festival. And if you get it wrong, you have to take a shot. I hate you. Which rapper used to go by the name of Shrimp Daddy? A, Jack Harlow, B, Lil Wayne, or C, Lil Baby? I feel like Lil Baby. It was B, Lil Wayne. That was Shrimp. my daddy? What the fuck? That's Lil Dick energy right there. <laughs> oh, thank God I have a hat today on my ugly expressions. Which rapper used to work at Chick-fil-A? A, Jack Harlow, B, Lil Wayne, or C, Lil Baby? I feel like it's Jack Harlow. He gives me that vibe. <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. He used to Gives me that Let me tell you which chick he can fillet. Holy shit, mine right here. <laughs> I don't need first class. Do you? You need first class. I mean, yeah, but not for Jack Carlo. <laughs> Economy's fine. Settling. What the fuck? Economy's fine. If it's Jack, I mean, if it's Jack Carlo. I mean, yeah. You're like, I'll take the fucking luggage. I'll the take luggage the department. bathroom seat. <laughs> okay. Which rapper had his first baby at the age of 16? A, Jack Harlow, B, Lil Wayne, or C, Lil Baby? Okay, so I know Jack Harlow hasn't. I'm going to go with Lil Wayne. 
Correct. Yes. Lil Wayne did have his first baby at the age of 16. And his girlfriend was 14 years old at the time. Crazy. I'm not going to lie. We are going to Metro Metro. So if at any point Jack Harlow wants to swing my way, he's the perfect ideal person. Just like not too good looking famous but still under control like not an alcoholic feel like he has a grip on his life anyway we'd be perfect for each other so i can't wait to meet him and i can't wait to fall in love so if anybody else is looking to apparently marry jack harlow you can get your tickets at the link down below and check out metro metro festival in montreal <laughs> i mean i think you did the right thing by telling him you know how I you could feel. have definitely answered the phone but anyway i think if you would have answered he probably would have let it go easier and not like been searching as much but either way he yeah. like in the end took it and you moved on yeah. which i'm telling you was probably better for him than you being like my dog died for you know? sure i think the whole weekend after that i was just like i felt bad for everything i was doing we were gonna go to a comedy club i ended up going with my friends you know like i just felt like everything i was doing i felt like a mean person but then mm -hmm. i was like alessia like you are not doing this anymore. You're not yeah. wasting your energy on things that what so that I could convince myself of the good qualities he has so that maybe I give him another chance. Like things like this, if they're showing up at the beginning, like it's going to be popping up a lot more than yeah. I think. And his ex is going to be in the picture. And these are all things that like if his ex feels so comfortable in her new relationship to reach out to him and get together with him and let him know that she's pregnant like, I kind of think, like, obviously he's in shock because he probably thought he would end up with her. And it's just because he wasn't ready for kids. And, like, she was getting to an age where she needed to. Mm -hmm. But, like, realistically, she still wants to be with him. And they probably still want to be together. It's just the timeline of him not wanting kids right now. Right. Anyway, it's just, like, not something I want to be a part of. Which is fair. And I also don't think like I think that people can still have good qualities and they're still not a good fit for you. And like not a good fit. If you look hard enough in anyone, you'll find a reason to be with them. You know, that doesn't mean that somebody's a nice guy or they're a good person or they're good at this, that you need to be with them. You know, like you're allowed to have the things that don't fit together with you. So like I and I get it. Like we even said, like in the things we wish we knew sooner, it's just like be selfish, like stop making decisions to please other people. And sometimes to be the happiest in life, you kind of have to. And I don't mean hurt people along the way, but obviously t sometimes making a selfish decision will hurt somebody, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like either way, it wasn't working out, mm -hmm. whether you hustled out the last day and then ghosted him after or like doing it and being honest and doing it mm -hmm. after the first date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I figured like he can still have his last night. Like he left after that. I think mm -hmm. I don't think he stayed. He was like, I'm heading out, which means like there's no. Like, this place serves me no purpose anymore. But I was like, pull out Raya. Go on another date. I mean, you never know. You know? Maybe he did. Maybe. Whatever. I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, like, making those decisions. It's obviously hard to do. Like, it's not easy to put your happiness in priority. We always tend to, like, please everyone else. And, like, mm -hmm. even you, like, on the date, you're pleasing him by making it seem like it's such a good time. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we do when you're, like empathetic and, and like sometimes you care I about go, people was he fun or was i just fun right you know what i mean like yeah. did we have a good time or i'm just a good company right little things i think about you know yeah anyway which is i think i just called myself god or something like i'm amazing <laughs> but like, i think you just said you're actually perfect i think i might have just said that like perfection falls under my name yeah yeah something like that but uh, no, it's definitely hard to do. I don't know. Like I would I would struggle with that. But yeah. I think you made the right decision in the end because now you're not mad at yourself for yeah. wasting time 
And like weekends are precious. Like you grow up and weekends, they're fucking precious. Absolutely. I waited all week, baby, for that. And let me tell you, I, I was happy to it. be with my girlfriend. Yeah. So I have a question for you, actually. When I was with him at the bar, the first bar where there was zero people inside, we were like kind of debating something. And the first, the question was, and I want to know your thoughts on it, was do you want to see a man cry? Your man. Do I want to see my man cry? Yeah. It depends under what context. Like, do you do like, you like, want to see your man cry? So my answer is it depends under what context. So what I'm saying is if my man is crying over every little thing, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with you? Are you good? Mm -hmm. But if something happens that it's like, you know, something like serious happens that is obviously worth crying for. And like losing losing a family member losing a family member something really serious happening that most people like an average person would cry for would be emotional for if you wouldn't be emotional in that sense because you're too afraid of like not looking masculine or like you're too afraid of your own emotions i would be like that's a red flag for me because you're not in touch enough with your own emotions that you feel comfortable like expressing yourself and you're like so fragile in your masculinity that you feel like okay if i cry because my grandmother died it means like i'm too feminine you know what i mean so like yeah. in that regard like i actually think it's nice to see vulnerability from your man and it's nice to feel that closeness and to be there for them but if he's crying over like things that are like like if we're getting into a fight and he's crying over something that's so stupid i would be like what the fuck why are yeah. you crying like, think, i'm not even crying yeah why are you crying i think my answer to that is like he definitely needs to be sensitive and is and in tune with like his mm -hmm. emotional feelings but like i want to be able to count on my finger the amount of times you're crying <laughs> and like if it's zero then i'm like very happy with that too and i think like he's allowed to cry if like his mom died but like if his dad died no because his dad would want him to be like mad enough <laughs> what you're you're 100 serious in what you're saying no i'm just saying like i think it's a very masculine thing to like never show tears right so like that turns me on that like i might be the one who's crying but like you're always kind of keeping it together obviously yes if certain things happen in your life like mm -hmm. you could cry but like if i see too much of it then i won't think you're masculine enough for me right well that's what i'm saying i'm saying it depends what it is like if you're crying over little things I personally feel like even as anyone, like if you're crying over everything, it's like grow up like you're weak. You know what I mean? But I don't see like being in touch with your emotions no, as sure. being like, you know, um, not masculine. If and anything, like somebody who's aware of their emotions and like can like I think it shows like emotional intelligence when yeah. you know when okay, to be so emotional and when not to be emotional. Give examples of what he's allowed to cry for if I break up with him. <laughs> I've actually had. I think two boyfriends cry when I broke up with them. My bad. Okay. I made I made a lot of boys cry actually. But like, don't you look at them like, why are you crying? Like Loki, I feel like <sighs> men are raised to not cry because cry means weakness. I don't feel like crying means weakness. No, though. I know, but yeah. I'm saying men grow up yeah. and the idea of crying shows like they're not masculine enough. So right. I get why a lot of men hide behind that. And they feel like they can't, so they don't. And it, and it's actually something internally mm -hmm. they should, you know, fix. I mean, I think personally, like, the guys that I've seen cry have been people that I've had, like, a really close relationship mm -hmm. with and, like, a really cl close emotional relationship with. So if anything, for me, it shows me that, like, you trust me enough 
to and get... you're close enough with me that you feel comfortable enough being this vulnerable in front of me. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I feel closer to you. You know, so it would depend how deep our relationship is. Like, obviously, if it's a guy that I've been dating for two months and he's breaking down into tears over like something that happened at work, I'd be like, yo, like get mm-hmm. it together. You know what I mean? Because even I wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. You know, and I think, yeah, we, we look at men and, and tend to like want them to be the ones who have any, everything in control. But I don't know. I think it's nice when you have a really close relationship with somebody and they feel comfortable to open up to you. I think even if they get emotional, opening up is one thing and getting emotional is another. I personally think for me, if they get too emotional and cry too much, like it's a turn off for me, honestly. But like you could be in touch with your emotional feelings and still not be someone who sheds a lot of tears. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I would rather a guy who who would like cry. You can let out how you feel and be in touch with your emotional feelings and not cry no i know but i'm saying like i would rather a guy who would like cry in like more situations than somebody who like cannot control his emotions and is like raging in anger and breaking things over like every conversation that upsets him like if anything it shows me that you're you're even less masculine to be acting that way than somebody who's like in touch with like their emotions. Yeah, but I, I didn't do the ping pong like it's one or the other. I just, yeah, for me, I don't love it for right. sure. Um, but like I get what you're saying. I mean, to a certain extent, like nobody likes somebody who's weak. But also I don't think that being vulnerable no, is think, weakness. No. But I think there is a time where when you're vulnerable too much over everything, yeah. then you are weak. You know what I mean? Then it's like if you can't, take care of anything on your own if you're constantly like finding yourself like freaking out and you don't know what to do and you're always like you always have an issue like i think that's where it's like okay this is weakness like you can't handle any of your problems but i think like it's fair when sometimes like a lot of like shit happens like shit will hit the fan and like deep shit is gonna happen like if you're able to acknowledge your emotions and like express them and feel safe enough to do that with me then like i'd rather that than you bottle them up and then start taking it out on drinking and doing drugs Mm -hmm. and like getting angry and like lashing out you know absolutely okay moving on from that i know guys love seeing us in thongs but there's nothing hotter than a guy who just wakes up and he's in his amazing boxers that by the way manscape has that are absolutely comfortable the softest ever and there's nothing even hotter than when he removes the boxers he has a clean fresh ball sack mm. you know you know what we like we like soft boxers we like we like we like soft boxers we like soft balls but you know what we like that's hard i'll let you finish that sentence Guys, to get soft, and I'm not talking about in that way, you got to head to Manscaped and get yourself everything you need to keep your balls trimmed, soft, and looking great and smelling great because everybody wants to go down there with like, you know, like a nice souvenir of a smell. We don't want to go down there with a bad vibe. With our discount code CHEMICALX at checkout, you'll receive a 20% off and free shipping. I promise you, your dick's not going to be soft for long after that one. But actually, speaking about crying, one thing that I did realize like about myself is growing up, I was like, I was a really, really tough kid. 
Um, and my thing always as a kid was like, I never cried. Like I would never cry. I used to always say that as a kid, like, oh, okay. I haven't cried since I'm four, you know, but I was like a kid. And I remember when I broke my arm, I literally fucking broke my elbow as a kid and I didn't cry. Like it was like my mission that I would not shed a fucking tear. I broke my arm, bro, cry. It's yeah, fine. like you're cry. fucking four years old. <laughs> you're good. I was like eight or something. And I remember being like such a tough kid and growing up, like I brought that into like being a teenager, like I would never, never cry. And then I remember I got into like one relationship that was super toxic and I realized over time that the only way I could get out of the fight, like that the fight would end was if I would start crying. Oh my God. So I developed I've been there too. Yeah. Like it would, it, the fights were so draining and so like, I couldn't you almost get have to out of it. Like you're that- literally drowning in the fight. There's nothing you could do to make it better. There's nothing you could do to get them to listen to you. So eventually you get so frustrated and like some, and it, it started to get to the point where I'd be so frustrated. I would start crying. And I realized, I guess subconsciously that when I would cry, the fight would like subdue and it would kind of stop. And we, he would like hear me out and we would be able to talk about it. So I developed a really bad habit of crying mm-hmm. under like a really stressful situation like that because I knew that in some way I could get them to calm down. And then I realized that I took that on with me mm-hmm. that like now when I do have like really crazy situations that are happening to me and I don't feel know how to get out of them. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I don't know, I can't see the way out. I can't see the solution. I start crying, like waving a flag to say like, stop, like, I need you to listen to me. Right. And like, I feel like that's a, and I, I, it's I get not necessarily that a bad habit. Cause I don't do it as much now as I did in that relationship, but it's definitely something that I realized about myself that I, it's like you cry for like mercy, cry for mercy. Exactly. And that's what I started doing. And I realized that now when I get really frustrated, my like response is to start crying. Like when I get really, really frustrated, I get like emotional. And I think it's actually because of that relationship, because at a certain point you you don't know what to do. You feel like you have no way out. You start crying, you know? Interesting. But like the crazy thing is, is like after that relationship, you know, like I said, I brought that on with me, but then there would be like other relationships, you know, like my past relationship where I would try to pull that tactic, I guess. And it wasn't consciously. It was like a subconscious tactic Mm -hmm. that I would do. And when I would pull that, it wouldn't do anything. So that for me was like even worse because it's like I'm pulling my like last mercy cry and it's still not helping. And it would be like, you know, like you don't. I think my thing was like I needed you to pity me so that you could see me as a person again and then then be more clear. But like in my past relationship, I would pull the tactic and cry and it would be still like to blind eyes. Does that make sense? I think it's almost good you went through that experience because you learned that you're not going to get away with it by just kind of crying Crying. your way. And I I had to really like be able to be like, okay, I need to find another way to find a solution. Right. In this. Throw plates. You know what I mean? Throw plates throw a table throw a chair whatever you know scream leave the house you know whatever you need to do to get attention and then you cried later alone cried later because the girl that cried wolf but i'm telling you you keep crying until one day you actually need help and nobody nobody believes you nobody believes you (laughs) but like what would you say is your tactic to get out of a fight I, i feel like we all have one um I think crying has definitely been one for me too. I don't see you as a crier. I'm not a big crier, but um, if I'm if honestly very cry, similar, I saw you cry actually. I saw you cry on the podcast twice. Yeah, I could get emotional for sure. I think that's why I don't seek somebody who is 
very in tune with their emotional mm. <laughs> feelings. Um, I think for me, it's it's uh, run away. Run away so they chase you? Yeah. Mm. That would definitely be mine. Like run away, like actually like leave? Like, like you're I'm like leaving, a like you, I'm a leaver. Like you need to fight for my attention. Like I'm letting you know that this is done. Like that's how I feel. Yeah. That would be mine, no? I, I think that is very much you. Like you're just going to like evacuate. Like yeah. you're the situation. I'm. I also think because I'm not someone when I get in a fight. That I, I'm ready to like address it right away. Mm. I need time to marinate in my thoughts, think about what I want to say, figure out how I feel in that moment. And sometimes when it happens, I'm kind of in shock and then I have verbal diarrhea and I say th things that I don't mean. So I think sometimes stepping out of the situation, it might seem like it's immature, but it's actually what I need in order to right. kind of like figure out my thoughts, figure out how I feel, see where I want to go with this, give that other person time to reflect and see where they went wrong so that when we come back together, it's not as heated and we're more like coming from a place of understanding. So that's where my kind of like idea of what running away is. But sometimes running away kind of seems like you're immature and you don't want to face things. But I think everyone deals with arguments differently. Like some yeah. people want to like deal with it, get over it, get past it right away, which I think is sometimes better because like, you know. But it's it's not it always, always often that yeah. you're going to be with someone who it's going to be the same way. So I think you have to learn each other's boundaries mm -hmm. and like even have the conversation with your partner or anyone in your life and be like, this is how I handle when I'm mad. You might handle it differently, but let's come to like a common ground of right. how we're going to do like maybe I'm going to want six days, you know, in order to think about it and not talk to you. But like maybe I'll meet you in the middle. Like, OK, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Right. Whereas like the person like my ex would always want to talk about it right away. Like, no, you're not leaving. Like, we're going to discuss this right now. And it's like yeah. coming to kind of like a, a middle ground, a middle ground. And I think that was I was kind of the opposite on your end. Like, I'm somebody yeah, who I, know, like, I know it I was need... triggering to you yeah. when I said walk away. <laughs> well, I'm like somebody who I need to solve it right now. And I, I am wish that I way. was like that. No, but you know what? It's hard because I'll let me explain. In theory, I am that way. And my general instinct is that I need to solve this right now because I can't deal with the anxiety of dealing with the situation and thinking about the situation. So it's too much for me to bear. So I have to bury it right now. But what I've learned over time is that it's actually not what's best for me because I'm somebody that I get really hot headed actually. And it's really hard for me to discuss certain situations when they're happening, but I force it anyways because I can't deal with the anxiety of it. But I realized that I'm actually somebody that does need a little bit of time to cool off. And I'm trying to learn that right now. Like that's something that I'm trying to work on is like, letting myself go because sometimes it'll be like okay like i'll call you back in an hour we'll talk about this in an hour and i'm like no i i want to talk about it now but in reality we both know that i need that hour but i'm not allowing myself to take it yeah because i feel like oh like no no i need to do this now but then in, when i do take that hour i'm like wow i actually realize how this benefits me and i think i became like so anxious about it because and i've spoken about this in the past you know my past relationship 
Uh, he was more so like you where he needed time, but he would take like an excessive amount of time and wouldn't communicate to me that like, hey, I need time. We're going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So for sometimes me, that's all someone wants to hear. And sometimes like it's OK to be like, hey, I need time and we will talk about this. But like I need to have my time. And I think that's the right way to go about it. But Whereas sometimes, sometimes people leaving without saying anything leaves the other person feeling really like, <gasps> like so anxious you're like how am i gonna fix this are they ever coming back but i like, think that's why we do it and that's that's a problem yeah it's like we leave and we walk away because in a way deep down we want it's like pettiness yeah we want you to kind of feel hurt and yeah. the punishment again it's the a punishment and that's how but it the felt thing to is me. it punishes me too yeah. yeah it's definitely not a healthy like like definitely i think it's okay to take time but i think the best way to go about it is to like communicate that with somebody and i think for me i have the trauma of like somebody leaving and me never knowing if mm -hmm. it would ever end so I had so much anxiety letting them kind of go away from the situation because I would be like, if I let you walk out, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if it's going to be three days, four yeah. days. And I had so much anxiety because I didn't know when they would come around again. So I think that was a big problem for me. And that like made it worse when in reality, I feel like now I'm trying to learn that it's like you know, it's okay to take time as long as yeah. you communicate and be like, hey, look, like I'm going to take this time because like I want to come back and speak about this. But like, just know, like we're going to get through this. I just need the time because it's not the right time to talk about yeah. this. So you I have know? a question for you. In your last relationship, you've spoke about, you know, the runner chaser dynamic, mm -hmm. how your ex would always run and you would always be the chaser. And now in your relationship now, how do you feel it's different? And like, what are you learning to be better at? Um, I think now I'm like more because you've obviously had your first argument. Yeah. And how does that get solved compared to your past relationship? So I think I've brought and this is like so bad to say, but like unconsciously, I've brought a little bit of trauma into as it. We as all do. we all do. You're aware of it. So that's yeah. like 90% of the work. 90%. Some well, listen, listen, maybe 10% of the yeah, work. Maybe like 20%. Um, so I think like I've brought definitely a little bit of trauma where I need more chasing done to me now. So like I need to feel chased because I felt like I did so much in the past and I and I hated the loop that I got stuck into that now I feel this like You're immense almost traumatized need. from it yeah like I, ha I definitely have that trauma from it where I like need to feel like they're doing the first move and when they do the, the first move then I feel more comfortable to be like okay now I'm gonna come you know like I'm almost like in this space where it's like I test you I see if you're gonna come but I'm no longer quick to jump the gun with that anxiety that I used to have. Because you think that if you start it, then that's your position right. and role in the relationship. Right. And I think it's also just about like me coming to trust that that person is going to come to me. Because um, I think my big fear in the past was that if I didn't go to my ex, he would never come. You know what I mean? Like he would never come around. So it felt like I always had to. So I think so by now, you testing it and seeing that they come. Yeah, it makes me feel more comfortable that like, OK, I know that you will come if need be. But that also makes me feel more comfortable to come to you when I feel like mm -hmm. it's my turn to come around. You know what I mean? But I think it's definitely been like a little bit of like I've needed a little bit more. A little bit of turmoil. A little bit of like, you know, chase me a little more because I don't know. I mean, I think it's And how does your new man feel about that? Has he been used to that or is that new to him too? 
I think he's like very emotionally intelligent and is able to understand. And I, I've also spoken to him oh, about like perfect. why I'm this way and like why I would need this. And like I actually said it the other day, you know, like he will not come like, and he'll be like, no, like it's you need to come as well. And he'll like push me to do it, which I think is good, too, because it's also getting me out of my comfort zone and like forcing me to do something that is it like, out of your comfort zone. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's out of my comfort zone. zone? (laughs) It was always out of my comfort zone. But I think it's just like more so like when somebody forces you to do something that you're afraid of doing and it works out, you're like, okay, like I could do this, you know? And I think I just kind of explained to him, I was like, look, I need you to go like a little bit of an extra mile. And like, I promise I will come around, but it's just, I need a little more. And like, as long as somebody is like understanding with that, which he is, like, I think that's like a good recipe for working things out and i think the best thing about it is like he will always like he's real and i'm I, i'll always say like i really was for the most part in most of my relationships the emotionally intelligent one but i think like with him now it's like he's also very emotionally intelligent so he'll where where i lack and where i like kind of slip off and and kind of go into like these like trauma behaviors or whatever he'll kind of he'll be call there you to up call. on your act yeah and he'll be like like sometimes i'll be like worrying about like fixing something he'll be like don't worry like it's okay like it's normal it's normal if we fight it's it's okay if you need time to like like why don't you take an hour like why don't we call each other back later and like he's really good at assessing what i need even though i can't realize what i need so like i think that in the situations that I've been in, I think being in this now is ideal for me because I have spent so long being the one telling somebody what they need and being like, you need to do this, you need to do that, you're doing this wrong, that for someone to come around and be like, hey, it's okay that you need this and you're allowed and you could take this time and you could do whatever you need. It's like, wow. Like I've never had somebody tell me and like dissect and like understand what it is that I need in a situation. You know what I mean? Do you guys hear that? The wedding bell rings? (laughs) Sounds like vodka with ice. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like where's your ring? Every jewels. Well, so amazing, guys. So we're all aspiring to be a little more like Veronica. I feel like when someone bounces that energy, it's really hard not to kind of be mature in that situation yeah. and bounce the same energy no matter what you've kind of been through. When someone leads the way, it's kind of like, okay, like I can't with my stupidity anymore because right. he's going to call me out on it. So... I have no choice but to grow up. But it's hard to do that with somebody who doesn't have that because then you're just, you might have it and you're going to fall into like the toxic trap, the toxic trap, which is like, and that's why it's challenging too. when you it's, I think it's like, it's okay to one be more than the other. But I think when it's in like situations where I was the one constantly leading, constantly, you know, trying to like be the one who had it all under control and like assessing and doing all the work, I think like it's a little bit harder in that sense, you know, like you could be one emotionally intelligent person, but it doesn't always mean that the other person will follow. Right. But I definitely think like you're with somebody toxic, it's going to bring out toxic tendencies in you. Whereas like when you have that emotionally intelligent, that emotional intelligence in you already, Mm -hmm. when you meet somebody who also has that, you're like, wow, like I can't fuck around here. Like you're calling me out on my bullshit. You know what I mean? So it's a lot easier to develop healthier like traits traits and like ways of doing things and habits sorry like healthier habits right. you know which is very humbling it's like damn like i thought i was the one who had it all under control yeah like, don't come in here telling me what i'm doing but wrong. like we love it because it puts you in your feminine energy i like to be told what i'm doing wrong actually absolutely i think it's the hottest thing well, even if like, we don't want to hear it we want to hear it call me out yeah it's like wow 
you're right shit you really caught me on my bluff like it's like if somebody can read me to that point it's like damn yeah i can't you respect slide by you. you respect people who put you in your place yeah and i, also, I think it's i think the reality is i respect people who have boundaries with themselves and are like no like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna let you do this i'm not gonna let you mm -hmm. talk to me this way like no and you're gonna you're gonna figure your shit out and that's like damn mm -hmm. you really respect yourself i respect that and i respect you and i respect you and you know what suddenly i respect myself <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly let's get married 100%. <laughs> okay so a key to a good relationship is communication <laughs> well guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of veronica's getting married um <laughs> i hope to see you guys all at the wedding and also i hope to see you there wearing your chemical x hat so guys if you've made it this far in the episode i actually think like no offense but you actually have to buy like i'm sorry that like, this is happening this way but like you, this means you actually like are mandatory yeah. you have to buy a cap there is very limited quantities so get there get there fast launching march 15th don't miss it don't forget to like follow subscribe your two favorite podcasters out and for the day see ya <laughs>